Hey, Jim, welcome to Treasure Gems Podcast. I'm your host, Felicia Jarrell, CEO of Goldmine and Coco. I'm a wife of 10 years, mother of two, and I've managed to build a multiple six-figure brand along the way. I'm here because I want to drop and share all of the gems that I've learned about life, business, faith, love, motherhood, and everything in between. Thanks so much for joining me. Feel free to subscribe and share. Let's dive in. Hey, girl, what's up? What's up? Woo! Somebody tell Corona to go play with somebody else's children and leave us alone. Sis, it's been a long week. Do you hear me? But the good news is it has given me time to create content for you guys, to brainstorm, to think of new ways, to be innovative and to essentially expand my territory. You may hear my Roomba in the background. Multitasking is bae, okay? So uh, please ignore her. I will do my best to speak loud enough so that she is not a distraction. Anyways, thank you so much for coming and tuning in. Um, whether you're here on Saturday, Sunday, or anytime next week or over the course of the next few weeks while you are at home and off work and looking for ways to be creative and generate more income and potentially start that business that you've been holding off on. I am so happy to be here. I have a lot of great topics to discuss, but the first one that we're going to talk about today is the honeypot effect. I have been holding off on having this conversation because you know my stance on it can be somewhat controversial depending on how you look at it I am hoping that by the time I am done having this conversation you will have a new perspective and a more positive outlook on things um, so <laughs> let's just dive in. I don't, I don't want to, as always, I don't want to hold you, you guys too long, but if you've been off of social media, you may be unaware of recent activities in the news outside of the Rona. However, if you're a black woman, sis, you know, so what is the honeypot effect? Honeypot is a Black-owned health and wellness brand that focuses on the female vagina. It was started by Beatrice Dixon, who recently received a lot of backlash over a Target commercial where she said that she has to do well so that other Black girls can do well. White people were a mess, honey. They were upset. In particular, white women um, were just floored by the audacity of B to even go that far and she needed to be more inclusive and they even went as far as to leave her several thousands of bad reviews but you know black women always come through in the clutch and we weren't going for that we went and sold her out on every single shelf (laughs) and we got those reviews back up to 5.0 within 24 hours so shout out to the home team for B for just doing what they do best as black women and that is rallying behind each other in times of need. So here's my question and this is why I said mm, this may not be a fun topic just depending on your perspective but why is it the only time that we rally together is when another race devalues us first. Like, when do we address how we devalue one another daily? And it starts with having conversations, having those hard conversations. And so today I want to talk about that with you. Um, 
and just bear with me, like ride with me through this conversation so that you can get my perspective and know that there is no ill intent with this. I just genuinely want to have this conversation with my sisters in hopes that we can all gain some knowledge and some understanding about how we operate as a unit going forward. So first things first, I'm all for the honeypot. I'm all for Beatrice Dixon. Like I have since that viral explosion has happened. I have listened to several of her interviews and realized that she is one hell of a dope chick. She is someone that if you were to ask me right now, who would you want to be in the room with to receive mentorship from? She is number one on my list. Why is she number one on my list? Because she is authentic to her calling. And like when I say truly authentic, go listen to her interviews. She has not wavered on who she is. And that is something that I admire about women in general and more specifically black women. So I will say this. I use the menstrual cup. And recently I saw that they have just added their product to their line. I've already purchased it. So when it arrives, I may let you guys know my thoughts on it, which I'm sure will be good. Uh, Prior to that, I have been using the salt menstrual cup for not quite a year. Um, And it has blessed me in more ways than one. We'll probably have to have a menstrual conversation one day um, because I think it's an important topic among the community of black women and just how we are so naive to the health of our vagina. So we will have that conversation, but I'm super excited to receive my cup and be able to use it. When the viral, um, when the, when the commercial went viral, I purchased the wash and it is a godsend. Like sis, the wash makes you literally feel like a brand new woman. I won't say virgin, but after about five washes, probably like a version sis like the wash is phenomenal so i too rally behind me and purchase whatever my store had available which by the time i got ready to do a target pickup it was only the wash and the wipes and i surely grabbed them but i saw a post the next day and the post said that sales skyrocketed for me over 50 percent overnight and so And knowing that I was in some shape, form, or fashion triggered, to say the least, Um, just like my whole thought process of everything was kind of like, oh, 50%, like that's amazing, that's wonderful. But then the analytical side of Felicia kind of kicked in. (laughs) And I always like to do analytics. I'm someone that will dive right into okay, let's break this whole situation down. How did she get here? How did she, like, what happened? And so, but in the midst of me wanting to do the whole analytics of the situation, it came down to one one answer. Black women don't play when other races talk about us. We don't give a dang if we didn't like you before, in the middle or after. But if they think they're going to come over here and say something, uh-uh, see this, what we not finna do, okay? And so it really made me question, why are we this way? And I mean, why do we need them to trigger us to do right? So I posted this 
post on Facebook and I'm going to read it to you guys. And it said, Lord, somebody talk bad about me so I can experience the strength of the black woman. Now, a deeper meaning to that sentence, I shouldn't have to wish to be bad mouthed to receive support. We black women need to stand up and show up for us daily. It shouldn't take an attack for us to see this, what we not finna do. I do my best to network, spend big bank and share black excellence every chance I get. Pull up, sis. So that was the gist of my post because it was a real trigger. Like, um, and this takes me back. When I say trigger, I'm going to give you guys the backstory. I try to refrain from this story because I've grown past it, but it is a part of my story. Back when I started my business in 2017, um, Obviously, it was a little business. I'm just trying to start out. Hopefully that I create content and create product that someone will buy into and want to have in their planners, journals and more. Around two months into the business and not even a full two months, I was, quote unquote, called out within the community that I was serving. And I was called out in a group that was over 20,000 black women. And then I was called out in another group that was mainly predominantly white women. I did not so much focus on the group that was predominantly white women because that ain't my audiences. And what I was called out for was someone felt as if I had tried to steal their business plan or copy their business or what have you. And that was totally not the case. It was basically a similarity between a custom they had did for a customer and a doll that I had did. The outfit came from Google. And so that's where the similarity was. The dolls, the facial features, none of that looked the same at all. There was no copy there or at all. Um, I just was unaware that this particular business owner had already done an image with that outfit. And so... The call out came and there was about a good 16 to 20 hours of me being called out of my name from B to H to thief to you name it. I was called it. And if it were not for my husband and for my strong support system, literally picking me up up off the ground and saying, we will not fail. You will not crumble. You will not be in. I would not be where I am today. I would not be able to share my journey and to show others how to build businesses and to pour into other women. And I'm almost getting teary eyed just thinking about the situation because it definitely is a soft spot for me. Um, But I wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for my support system, because I was torn down by so many women that look like me. That. I couldn't see the light. I couldn't see why God had put me where he had placed me. Now, in retrospect, I understand why what happened had to happen. But in that moment, I felt weak. I felt that the community that I love so much, the community of women that are my muse that I have admired my entire life, I mean, when I say my love for black women is deep, I love me a black woman, honey. <laughs> you know, um, to feel as if I was an outcast of my own community 
was very hurtful. And I obviously am in therapy. (laughs) So these are things that I'm working through because uh, as time goes on, when you hold on to those traumas, you can't get to where God needs you to go. So you have to find ways to release all of that, forgive and move on, which I most definitely have done. Um, I've made peace with every person that I may have felt wrong me. I've forgiven everybody. We've moved past that. So when I say what I'm saying, it comes from a very personal place. And so here is my issue. As an African-American woman, I often am bothered by the charge God has given to me and the community that he has called me to serve, which is the black woman. Why? Because I'm still recovering from that day. Even now, I still feel unsupported most days. And like I have to do three times as much to win over a new customer or to keep a customer. Why is this? Well, when I came to the community, like I've told you guys, I wanted to celebrate black women and I wanted to represent them well. I wanted to showcase black excellence and community. But after my experience, I started to seek white support. I started to want to do collaborations with white women. I started to shift my audience. I no longer was interested in serving who God called me to serve. Because of what has happened to me in in instances such as after that incident, I made a conscious effort that I would rally behind every black woman that was trying, that was trying to build something that needed a little guidance and assistance and just a little push that I would showcase them when others wouldn't, that I would clap for them when others stayed silent. Um, Even those that were bigger than me, even if my voice had some small amount of influence, I would share that. And it never felt reciprocated by my peers. Now, the customers that I have are amazing. They're loyal. They're beautiful. They're strong. I do not take one single customer for granted. But when it comes to my peers, meaning those that do the same type of business that I do, I've, I can't say I've ever really felt the same amount of support from them. Um, and we'll probably get into that <laughs> in another conversation because if we get into it now, we'll be here all night, okay? So that's just kind of a backstory of where this is coming from and why am I saying the things that I'm saying because as Black women, we're taught to conform. We're taught to showcase our excellence without showing our face. We're taught to wait until we've made enough money that showing our face won't affect our bottom line. Over time, I've learned to be okay with isolation, not to compare my journey to my sister's, but instead rally behind her and support, be intentional about where I spend my money and try to work with a fellow African-American before outsourcing. So my hope is this, that one day women that look like me will love me the same way that I love them. And then my mission is to teach my daughter that she can be clapped for and clapped for others, that her win is a win for all. And no one can stop the plan that God has laid out before her. 
the honeypot effect brought me back to a place that I don't like to go. It brought me back to these thoughts of rejection and to see and witness black women rally behind another black woman and show of support um, really gave me just this immense feeling of warmth. It gave, even though I'm not B, it, it showcased the love that we can have for one another when we make the conscious choice and effort to have it. And I'm often taken aback by our just knowing that we are so powerful. We are literally the backbone of a country. And we could be so far ahead if we would lock arms and always be that way. If when this thing would be became viral, it would have been nothing to us because we have been supporting sis all along. You know, like that's where we should want to get. Oh, I tell y'all, I'm getting notifications left and right from my child, from my phone, <laughs> from the Roomba. Um, but that is that is where we should want to be. That is what we should aspire to be. And so even in situations like the current state of America, the Rona, as we call her. I want to encourage you to continue to support your fellow sisters, because for a lot of us, this is how we feed our families. For a lot of us, this decided to step out on faith and push toward the fear of becoming an entrepreneur. We're in a state of frenzy. We're wondering where our next meal is going to come from, right? Um, if we'll be able to sustain our business for another month or another two months. And so I truly encourage you all to make a conscious choice to support your people and to rally behind them in the midst of the turmoil that we're dealing with, because if we do not, no one will. Right. Um, and so I, I really want you guys to think about the honey pot effect and think about the role that you have played in this and how you can help change the narrative that every black woman experiences the honey pot effect, that every black woman feels loved and supported by her own and never has to feel what I felt that day where I thought that I would never be accepted by my people again. Um, even now, it's hard for me sometimes. Just, you know, social media controls so much of our life. And I can post something knowing that my Instagram shows I have thousands and thousands of followers and I can only get a 100 to like a post. And I can see somebody else post and it's 2,000. You know, it's like... Not to say a potion make or break you. Let me preface this. I'm using this as an example. Um, a potion not make or break you. What your bank account says should be that deciding factor, okay? Um, but sometimes we don't always have money, right? And so we have to understand how else can we support our sister if money isn't the answer for me right now. And something as simple as liking a post on Instagram matters. Well, why does it matter? Have you ever found a new business 
and gone to their Instagram page. And if they had 2,000, 3,000, whatever likes, you automatically felt like they were a legitimate company versus if you went to somebody's page and you only saw 50 or 75 and then you decide, uh, uh, I'll wait a bit. <laughs> like She probably still building. She ain't there. Like that, that matters to a sister that's trying to build something, right? A simple comment, I see you. I support you. Thank you for your work. Just us continuously trying to like, validate, encourage, love, support each other matters. And so I think it's important that for the rest of this year, because we are going through a lot of shifts and a lot of hard times and a lot of wake up calls that we choose that when it comes to each other, we're going to go the honeypot route. And so I challenge you to do that over these next two to three weeks while you're at home and you're deciding that you're going to go ahead and work on that business or start baking those cakes or work on those drawings and paintings or whatever creative outlet you have so that you're not you don't have idle time. I encourage you to just make a conscious choice to support where you can, how you can. And that's all I got. Ain't got no more, y'all. Wasn't going to take a long time. I did write a blog post on the honeypot effect if you guys want to go and read that. But in a nutshell, I'm saying the same thing. So um, love your feedback on this. You can leave me feedback on the blog post, on my Facebook page, on Facebook group, on Instagram, wherever you see fit. Thank you so much for taking out the time to listen. And I will catch you guys on the next one. Bye.